Welcome to Inside the Talbot Approach podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Harding. This new podcast is an inside look at the power of the Talbot Approach, an approach to working with playing-related problems such as discomfort, tension, pain, and injuries. Through firsthand experiences and discussions with some of the premier teachers of this approach, we'll be sharing how pianists at various stages of learning the piano have benefited and grown through applying the Taubman approach. Sponsored by the Galansky Institute, the Galansky Institute is on a mission to provide cutting-edge instruction to pianists based on the groundbreaking work of Dorothy Taubman. If you're interested in learning more about the Taubman approach, be sure to check out the show notes of this episode and follow links to sign up for our newsletter, to stay up to date with all that the Institute offers, including their premier subscription service that allows you to take lessons on the Taubman approach from anywhere. Let's get into today's episode. When we speak about the Taubman approach solving real-life problems, we are not exaggerating. In a way, because this method of work is so comprehensive, it at points seems miraculous. But with anything that is worthwhile and rooted in reality, it takes time in working with professionals for growth to take place. Our guest today, Juan Jose Lazaro, gets real with us in talking about how the Taubman approach helped him and how this approach is still one of the best kept secrets in the piano world. In order to realize the fullest benefit of this work, one must dive in and work hard over a significant period of time. But the benefits of that kind of work far outweigh the cost. Juan has an extensive background in piano playing from a young age and vast experience in the performing arts. Yet in his journey, he experienced an artistic crisis that many of us listening to this podcast have experienced. So stay tuned for a story of resilience, tenacity, and finding one's own personal path in music and with the piano. It's also a story of courage and taking time to find out what is important in life and spoiler alert, there is a broken arm and surgery in this story. I couldn't believe it when I heard it. You've got to hear it. Stay tuned for this episode. Let's get into it. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Galansky Institute podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Tell the audience a little bit about your background as a pianist. Uh. Well, I pretty much grew up playing the piano. I started when I was five, four or five, I believe. And as time went on, I, it simply grew with me. I had a wonderful private teacher, then went to Manus pre-college, uh, went to LaGuardia High School, and did my bachelor's at Juilliard. Then after a sort of artistic crisis that everybody, I guess every musician goes through. I took some time off, uh, studied with Miss Golansky, who is now my private teacher for many years and, uh, decided to go into the field of, um, opera as a collaborative pianist. And I'm currently, uh, on my second year at the Lindemann program at the Metropolitan Opera. 
their young artists oh, program. Incredible. Incredible. Wow. And you mentioned an artistic crisis. Um, yeah, that we are. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not unfamiliar with uh, an artistic crisis at some point in your journey. And so it, tell, tell, tell the audience about sort of what kinds of questions were coming into your mind as you were kind of going through that uh, particular part of the artistic journey. Um, well, I was dealing with some with limitations in my playing and I I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. Um, also, uh, how would I live as a musician? What was more fulfilling to me? And that those were the kinds of questions that came up. Indeed, indeed. And, and, and those are the questions that I think uh, for us as sort of circumspect artists, we ask uh, at numerous times in our life. And uh, were, were you experiencing any kind of pain at all in your playing or any kind of discomfort? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, during Juilliard, I, yes, I, I had quite a few problems when I was playing. Uh, it wasn't related to speed or uh, it had more to do with when I wanted to do more things musically become finer, more refined, do things more with tone, I would start to get extremely tight in my back. Uh, I'd get pain in my right hand. I'd get pain in my hand. So I knew that I, at some point I knew when I was going to graduate Juilliard that I was going in the wrong direction. Hmm. I was just, yeah, it wasn't so you the were right. trying to, you were trying to express your, yourself and express what the composer was intending and experiencing mm -hmm. limitations and you wanted to go deeper into the music, but you were experiencing pain and, and, and tightness and yes. And, wow. So, so what led you to, uh, pursue Edna Galansky? How did you hear about her and her work? Um, what was that? What was that like? Uh, well, Edna Galansky, well, Taubman at Juilliard is known somewhat because uh some of the teachers there had uh, had uh, i guess studied with her at some point in their lives and i wasn't too sure and i i uh, edna galansky's videos always circulated around right. so i <clears throat> found her through there uh i i, I actually went back and forth i always uh I just jokingly tell edna i always apologize for being such a brat <laughs> because I, I had, I had one. I had, I believe, I had two lessons with her, and then I wasn't too sure. And then I, um, I met uh, Yosu de Solon, Yosu de Solon, who's a wonderful pianist. He is. And he I was like had a few lessons with him. him. Yeah. yeah, no, and I had um, several conversations with him, and I realized that that was the direction that I needed to go. So then I, yeah. uh, then I fully committed, actually. Yeah, Yosu. I, I love Yosu. We were we were classmates together at Manhattan School. So Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, just an amazing person, an amazing pianist, and surely a, a beneficiary of the Taubman approach. And so you 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 went to Yosu and then you you started thinking, oh, wow, I, I should probably go back to Edna. No, I, I saw what what could be done 
if I if I um took the time off because that that was the big thing. Like, do I take the time off to essentially relearn? Wow. Yeah. Relearn. That's and that is what I had to do in order to get past the discomfort, the pain. It was for me. It was not a quick fix. Yeah. It was not a quick fix. It was a relearning that paid off. Really paid off. That is very courageous of you. I no, mean, I to, took two years. I mean, I I took wow. two years off. I mean, I was lucky. My father understood what I needed to do in order to like stay in this field. Yeah, because I I, I told my parents like I I simply can't play like this. I I'm I'm just uncomfortable all the time. I cannot practice. I can't. So I I essentially took took a year off and then another year to go in another direction in terms of like career. Wow. I mean, that, that is, I, I just have to commend you for that. And I know the audience will certainly feel the way I do that. That is a courageous act um, for your art to say, oh. wow, I need to pause. I need to yep. relearn some things and, and now you're thriving. It sounds like you're thriving. It sounds like you're on a path of, of fulfillment in your artistry. Yes, because I can now play my instrument. I am doing what I learned how to do. I, it's, I am, thanks to Edna's work, thanks to the work I've done with her musically, technically, I don't feel like I'm starting every piece as if I haven't played the piano Amazing. I can simply apply what I learned from previous teachers, what I learned from mu- all the musical education I received and, and the kind of sound world I like. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. And so, um, you know, as you think through your uh, journey in the Taubman approach with Edna, if someone was nervous or doubtful that the Taubman approach might work for them, what would you say to them to encourage them to, to try it? To encourage them to try it. I would say go for it. I would say go for it, but to have them understand that everybody's journey is a different one. Yeah. Some people, but there, uh, that everybody's journey, how fast you, I, I can't gauge how fast a person will absorb the information and be able to apply it. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's different for everybody, but the results are fruitful. Yeah. That's, and it, that's what I can say there, there, if you yeah. put the time into it, if you really want to learn what makes, what movements make up musical and the, um, aligned playing, I guess. Um, yeah. this, is, this is as advanced as it gets. Yeah. And I, and I've tested, and I, I really have to say, I've, I've tested Edna's, the, the, the Taubman approach in very extreme situations. I don't know if I, I commented that before, when I was doing my auditions for the Lindemann program, I was a week away from getting arm surgery because of a fracture because of a badly operated fracture that I had gotten. Oh my goodness. Yes. So I, 
I, it was thanks to what I learned from Etna that I was able to do the audition and get through. Because I, I had a fracture of the left, of my left arm, the upper arm. And it was operated on in an emergency surgery in another country. And it was done badly. Oh my goodness. So before my, I, um, I was set to have my audition, I believe in like, like late March and April, I believe it was April 1st that I had to have the operation because it was, it was bad. The, 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 the metal was moving, the arm wasn't stable, but <laughs> I have to say thanks to the use of the forearm. Yeah. Uh, and I, I basically used only the movements that were necessary for playing. It wasn't fun. But I did a very good audition thanks to that. It was thanks to knowing what I was doing that I was able to overcome very severe limitations. That had I not done this work, I would not have done that audition. Well, that is that is phenomenal. So <laughs> I, I really, I'm not, not, I'm not out of choice, but I really have tested a lot of the, a lot of what Taubin teaches in very extreme situations. Yeah, that's uh, wow. That is that's an extreme testing case. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I <laughs> and the and also the recovery was uh, at least I was once the hand once I was free of the cast and was given the all clear to move the the recovery of the the recovery of the movements of my hand weren't complicated at all. Amazing. I to, I, I was I was given. I was told to go to like a physical therapy and regain strength in the hand. And I didn't do any of that, at least for my hands. I didn't have to Playing essentially to. was the recovery. Amazing. So prior to studying with that note, what was your sort of technical approach? If you could sort of fundamentally boil it down for the audience. Uh, I was, I was actually lucky in that I, um, I, um, that, that's not a slow, that's not a fast question because I was lucky in pre-college to have a very intuitive teacher from, I believe, former Soviet Union from Ukraine and, she, uh, yeah, from Ukraine. And she, my time in pre, my time in pre-college was actually a good one because she, she did not believe in a very high finger approach. Okay. It yeah. was not a very isolated approach. She, <laughs> I would, I always remember her saying, "You, sweetie, stand on your finger. Stand on your finger. Stand on your finger." Like, <laughs> uh, yes, because she, I, I asked her about these things. She said, "Well, I went to a doctor, and she said that the fingers don't work that way. They don't work like this in this up and down way." So I did not have. I had some limitations, but I didn't have any problems in pre-college. It was only when I. When I went to conservatory and I, I had to essentially compete with other musicians that I had to, I wanted to do more. I wanted to be more creative, more, more to control of my tone that I, I started going in a, I, I hit a wall Yeah, and yeah. I was going in the wrong, I was going in the wrong direction. Yeah. So that's, yeah. so it, it was, and in Edna, I found somebody who I, felt close to musically. I understood her musically. I liked her approach to sound. I, I, I it, it clicked very well between us. Oh, that's fantastic. And so 
How have you seen problems being solved in your own teaching through the Taupin approach as you kind of pass on your your experience uh, with it to to your students? Oh, I, I I'm actually not a piano teacher. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> I, I'm not a piano teacher. I am, and that's not. I I I just to me it feels like too big of a responsibility. That's why I, I, it feels like too, I, 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 I think about it often because I feel like, if, for example, if I were to teach a child, I like Miss Moran, I, I believe her name is, 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 she has that talent for that. Like, I just feel it to be such a responsibility because I would have to place their hands correctly, uh, teach the first movements. It's very stressful for me. I, I still haven't passed that, that bridge. Yeah, no problem. And but maybe maybe in your vocal coaching, how has that sort of impacted how you've envisioned the voice and how you encourage these singers? Yes. Uh, one, I've actually sent several of my colleagues to Edna when I can. I've sent I've sent colleagues to Edna. I've sent my pianist friends to Edna, um, and it reaffirms my belief in a more systematic approach to things. Yeah, that's that. It's it's reinforced that like yes, there's creativity, yes, there's imagination, but there is always a base to things. Yeah, there there are always principles that one follows to make one's life easier. Indeed, and like you, you shouldn't more. have to reinvent the wheel yeah. with every piece. Indeed, indeed. So. Um, Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Where can people get in touch with you um, to hear more about your work, your artistry, but also maybe the Taubman approach if they have questions? It, do you have a website? Do you have uh, social media? Where, where have, can we find you? I do have social media. I, my website's under construction right now. Indeed. So it's non-existent. It's still, it's, it's in its first stages. Um, I have Instagram, I believe. Oh my God. I, I think I'm going to have to leave a link for that one. No problem. And you, can just find, you, you can find me under my name, I believe. Yeah, indeed. I'll, I'll put this in the show notes uh, for our audience. So you can be in touch with Juan and, and just experience his tremendous, tremendous journey in Wow, in so many ways, musically, uh, psychologically, physically, uh, as he's uh, taking on uh, the Taubman approach in this prestigious program that uh, you auditioned with with a, a broken upper arm. I mean, this is unbelievable to me that um, <laughs> you took that audition. Um, but wow. Um, well, all the best to you. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today on the Galansky Institute podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much.